Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. This show is sponsored by Comark, a global provider of innovative software products and business services. Comark's platform is used by leading brands across all industries to drive their customer loyalty. Powered by AI and machine learning, Comark technologies allow you to build, run, and manage personalized loyalty programs and product offers with ease. For more information, please visit comark.com. Welcome to episode 94 of Let's Talk Loyalty. Welcome to April and welcome to quarter two. In today's show, I'm chatting with the chief executive officer of a world-famous loyalty coalition program known as Payback, headquartered in Germany. Bernard Brugger, otherwise known as Bernie, is the chief executive officer. And in today's discussion, we discuss firstly the incredible redemption rate that payback points are seeing in its global markets. We also talk through the trends in retail that payback are seeing throughout COVID-19 from its unique perspective with 80 million members worldwide. We also talk about the idea of employee diversity as a key competitive advantage. So, Bernie, first of all, tell me, what is your favorite loyalty statistic? There are a lot of statistics, uh, especially in the loyalty field. And as a data-driven company, we are, of course, heavily focused on facts and and figures. Maybe uh, I would like to start with our 80 million active payback customers worldwide, because that's an impressive number. And uh, we have only in Germany over 31 million payback customers, only in the German market. Wow. which relates to two-thirds of uh, all households in certain regions. It's quite a broad coverage, uh, so, so we are quite proud of that. Another powerful and awesome figure is uh, 5 million. Uh, these are the payback transactions in Germany each day, only a day, 5 yeah. million. But I have a favorite, uh, and it's our redemption quote, uh, because 95% of the collected points are indeed redeemed. And this is a number which is unique across the world in standalone schemes, multi-partner schemes, whatever schemes you are looking at, nobody has a 95% redemption rate. And this is uh, on one hand side very uh, important for us because it shows how engaged our customers are and how important the points are for them. Because if you don't use it, it's not important. And on the other hand side, it shows clearly our focus because we never earned money uh, by by having a breakage. Uh, so we earn money by having engaged customers. And so that's my favorite loyalty statistic. Well, I think it's my new favorite loyalty statistic as well, Bernie. That's incredible. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm glad you mentioned actually um, the global nature um, of Payback Bernie because when I first um, you know uh, realized how important it would be to to bring Payback on the show um, even before we met, I was just coming from the um, importance in the German market. So I had really only really been thinking about Payback and your 31 million active customers, as you said. Um, but I know you're actually in India, in Poland and Mexico, Italy, and Austria as full coalition programs, if I'm right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Wow. 
Yeah, amazing. And 95%. I just think that is incredible. And what I often find actually, Bernie, is, you know, there are so many statistics and things that we talk about, but there's very rarely a company that is so proud to be able to share a number, actually, because, um, you know, I think that is the important one. And people talk about the principle, but to really put a, a powerful number like that there, I'm just super impressed with you. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So tell us about the payback journey, Bernie. Uh, it's been going a long time and I think you've been involved with most of it. So maybe you'll, you'll talk, talk us through the history of the company. Yeah, Paula, the, the question is, it's only one hour podcast. <laughs> uh, so, yes. so I could speak uh, for, for hours about that. Uh, as you just said, so I'm the payback dinosaur. Uh, so, <laughs> so I'm within the company uh, over 20 years. I started uh, my career at Payback before we launched. Uh, during those days, uh, we have been 20 people. Now we are over 1,300 people. So wow. uh, the baby has grown. So I love to speak about the journey. And I think the journey is quite special. It's a journey from a typical startup, as I just said, uh, to an international tech and product company with a fantastic expertise for data-driven marketing. That's, uh, in fact, what we are doing. Yeah. And it was, a, it was a very exciting journey, fast one, and it was continuously marked by innovation. And I think that's one of the important things which, uh, which we will see across uh, the whole discussion which we will have. For um, sure, yeah. In fact, we are quite proud of that as well. So we have just been named of one of the most innovative companies in Germany uh, by one of the country's most remote business magazines. So Congratulations. people are seeing what we are doing and uh, we are quite happy about that. Yeah. Even if I sometimes feel like the launch took place yesterday and not 21 years ago, uh, it's unbelievable how our world has changed in the past two decades and how retail, which is core of our business and shaping our business, has changed and how we had to change over those 20 years. And maybe I start and I try to not to be as long as I would <laughs> love to. So in March 2000, uh, we had the first step. Uh, so payback the bonus program with a plastic card. So during those days, digitization was not the topic. Uh, the, the big topic during those days was how I can identify my customers uh, and how I can learn more about my customers. And this was quite new. Because there were some multi-partner things like uh, the airline industries yeah. with Miles and More or some other programs, but no program which was a multi-part or designed as a multi-partner program, uh, one card, many partners out of the retail space. And the program was always based on the idea that customers should get much more advantages and save much more money from a loyalty program with lots of partners than from a so-called standalone program with only one partner. Sure. And uh, so we started in March 2000 with nine partners. And it became clear that customers love collecting payback points while shopping. And we were a, a very young company and nobody had a clue what will happen at the launch date. So uh, we were very curious and uh, maybe a funny story. So we launched on a Friday and uh, during those days, the whole company, because uh, up front we worked quite hard, the whole company went for a skiing event and we only had two tech guys uh, in the office. And we thought, okay, let's see what will happen. And we, we saw tremendous inflow from customers and we said oh, what the hell is happening <laughs> and we had a we had a, a very happy party yes. during that day wow. and you can see that one month after the launch we already had one million customers wow. subscribe customers wow this was very very exciting for us as we already discussed um, more than 31 million are collecting today payback points yeah. 
uh, with 35 retail companies and more than 650 online partners and still expanding. Wow. And so, so this was the phase one, if you like to. The phase two in, in our journey is uh, that we, uh, we saw that um, it was clear we had to provide customers with the offers they wanted uh, through all channels. And so yeah. we said we have to develop a multi-channel marketing platform. If we say that today, yeah. it's clear everyone has omni-channel, everyone has multi-channel. But during those days, it was uh, 2003, four. Yeah. it was not common. And so we started to provide an offer platform uh, at the very beginning, uh, just offline. Uh, but we entered the, the, the digital space uh, quite fast after that. And so... For us, uh, the clear positioning was no matter where our customers are shopping, no matter which channel they're using, no matter at which time and which place they are, they need exactly the partner coupons and promotions that are relevant to them. That's the idea common today, but uh, during those days, it was a true new experience for us and for our customers. So this was one of our biggest milestones to develop this product. Uh, and we sure. said we have to yeah. perfect the combine of uh, the platform's reach and personalization. So we are seeing, yeah. or during those days, we said we are a TV channel because we have so many customers, okay. but it's a one-to-one relationship. And this, this is the power of our marketing platform. And then uh, everything based on, on big data or smart data, however you like to call that, uh, during the, this phase, uh, we started the internalization, internationalization of the program. So Poland, as you, as you said before, was our first market, followed by India. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then 10 years ago, we became part of the American Express company. So okay. this was a strong boost to our internationalization topic because they were interested that we enter some different markets. Uh, so together with Amex, we entered the Mexican, the Italian and the Austrian market. And people can collect their points as well yeah. with payback. So we have the six multi-partner systems around the world. Wow. Step three after that is... Payback has to be or to become the expert in building bridges and connecting all shopping worlds and partners' ecosystems. Because in the last 10 decades, it became clear that every, especially retail partner, but from all other industries, the same thing, Mm. uh, that everyone is looking at connecting with their customers and everyone saw the power of digitization. Because together with the digitization, you can easily connect with customers and you build up your own ecosystem, saying your own app. And for us, it, it was very important that we always provide value, not only for our customers, provide value as well in the B2B area uh, for our retail or other partnerships. Sure. And so for us, one of the most important things uh, during those days and today is by digitization and bringing together customers and retailers bringing together the yeah. ecosystems of payback. So having a lot of data, having a huge reach, having the possibility to personalize and bringing on the other hand together this with the ecosystem mm-hmm. of, uh, of all the retail partners. So that everyone says, and that's, that's one of the biggest things which we always said, it's not that you are part of payback. So payback is your own loyalty mm. scheme. And this is a this is a complete different angle um, okay. and very important for our, for our customers. So we have yeah. to be modular, we have to be innovative, and yeah. we have to offer for every partner, not the same, one size fits all. So really tailor-made what is needed for their special business. And I think that's that's one of the success factors which we had in the market. Yeah. And and 
Yeah, but what what I would guess as well, Bernie. I'm sorry, I'm I'm interrupting you, but it, it, you know, to launch into countries as as varied as as Mexico. I mean, Poland may be culturally quite similar to Germany. I don't know, um, but you know, to go to such dramatically different markets, I guess you had to be very flexible again and and do a lot of localization for all of those countries. You you have to take in consideration the specialities of every country or every region. Uh, but on the other hand, mm -hmm. I saw that there is a commonality. Um, all customers across the globe they love to have value sure. and to have they love to have relevant offers uh, and they love to have it simple and a good user experience. Okay. This is common across all markets. Uh, sure, you have you have to deal with the with the specialities and what is important in those markets. Yeah. But four of our of our uh, partnerships uh, are always the high frequency partner. They are relevant everywhere. So okay. food retail, gas stations, drugstores. They are they are they are important wherever you are. Uh, either you are in Peru or you are in India. That's the same story. Uh, or in Mexico, where we are. And, yeah. uh, and and so yeah. um, I, I would I would say that based on the right DNA, you have to take in consideration the local specialities. But uh, as a matter of fact, um, customers are not so different across the globe uh, in, in terms of what they like and what they are seeking. Okay. Uh, and that's if, if you look at the digital companies like Amazon, one of their, their success factors Super experience for the users, uh, for the customers, service, and uh, provide the right products. Uh, and that's a product-based company, yes. but if you're a service company, it's even more important, and that's that's common. Yeah, yeah. They're great insights, Bernie, because I totally agree. Um, value is something that we all have an appetite for, for sure. We're human beings um, and it just makes logical sense. Um, I think the speed to earn, to your point about, you know, why it was originally launched in the first place. So even to launch with nine partners in the year 2000, I think is a huge achievement because it's a complex thing to negotiate from a coalition perspective. So, uh, but customers, I think, really do feel that benefit then that there is a value because they'll they'll get the, the point so quickly and the value. And I, I love your point about simplicity because I think we're all a bit overwhelmed with how busy the world is, eh? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. And everyone's seeking for, for direction and ease yeah. of use. That's, yeah. that's clear. Absolutely. Yeah, make it useful to me, make it easy for me to do it and, and then I'll show up and I'll be excited about you. Yeah, and be innovative. Uh, so, so that's the third point. So yeah. to make it easy, make it simple, yeah. uh, but make it cool as well, if you like to say yeah. that way. So, so always be on, on top of innovation. And so that's basically uh, coming back to your question. Yes. That's the fourth, fourth step of our journey. So today we would see ourselves uh, as a tech yeah. and product yeah. company. Um, and uh, we would like to, uh, not to deliver much, uh, to deliver loyalty alone, but innovations for retail industries connecting the, the point of sale yeah. and the digitization uh, and also the new markets to be able to scale mm. the program furthermore. And at the same time, of course, to meet the huge demand from the customers uh, from the brick and mortar and the online partners. So that's where we are. Yeah. So today uh, we try to bundle all steps which we had across uh, across our way yeah. uh, and, uh, and to lead our company into a, a much more product tech and innovative driven company because yeah. I see if you don't do that, uh, you will be stuck in the middle or you will be out of the market. 
Totally, totally. And clearly payback is one of the world leaders in coalition, Bernie. So um, so well done on an incredible 20 years so far. And tell me, did you were you ever tempted to leave? I mean, that's an awful long time to spend with one company. Before we had our, our interview today, or our podcast, I thought about that. that uh, and you are, you are completely right. I never would have expected to stay over 20 years <laughs> within, uh, within payback. This is uh, still for me incredible and for my friends incredible because let's say normally I like uh, to see new things. Uh, and this is on the other hand side exactly the reason why I'm still there because yeah. uh, we always were on top of uh, new ideas, yeah. of new developments, not only in our loyalty, let's say in a bubble or loyalty industry. Uh, so but what's happening out, outside, uh, yeah. we always tried to lead. The three most important reasons for me um, why I'm still here uh, is A, the colleagues, the colleagues, the colleagues. Uh, so nice. I think we have a fantastic team yeah. uh, and uh, it makes so much fun. And there are still a lot of people which started with me or, or the year after wow. uh, uh, and they're still around. So it's uh, it's it's like a, like a kind of family and, uh, wow. and that's something which, which I really value. On yeah. the other hand, I always found it very exciting to connect with customers, yeah. uh, to be on top of what customers are thinking. Customer is not only the B2C customer. On the other hand side, you have the B2B customers. Sure. So really uh, to make the development together with the retailers and our big partners, um, how it's a customer-focused company, not only Payback as a customer-focused company, being a customer-focused mm -hmm. company as partner of Payback, as partner company, and uh, yeah. to, to educate and to have to have the journey together with them was very exciting. Yeah. Uh, and I, I still remember 10 years ago, we already pushed for digitization and a lot of our retailers said, ah, oh, you know what? Uh, uh, so it's just a joke, uh, but, but let's say <laughs> the internet, it will disappear. Uh, yeah. Not to that extent, but this was kind of, let's say the feeling yeah. uh, during those days. And, and, and we really pushed hard and we said always, if we are not doing this right now, in five years, guys, you will tell us you are not leading yeah. the market anymore. So yeah. we have to do it. And believe us, the, the digitization, it will change the whole retail landscape. And today, everyone would agree. But even five years ago, it was not the fact. Uh, so a lot of uh, our big retail partners, they, they didn't have a, a good internet presence. They haven't had no uh, e-commerce. Mm. And, and the same for, yeah. for the next phase of the development, the mobility, the app. Yeah. Um, a couple of yeah. partners, they just started with their app, 2021. So it's quite late uh, looking at the competition. Yeah. On the other hand side, if you look at the big I tech agree. companies from yeah. Silicon Valley, they will laugh about that. And bringing everything together and always thinking about what's next and, and, and what's, what's important for customers, for companies yeah. and for our company, because let's say we like, we like yeah. to be successful today and tomorrow. And apart from the colleagues, this is the reason why I'm still here, because I had the chance to really make the next steps uh, and nobody was hindering me. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. And I'll definitely be asking you about uh, all of the innovations that you've been working on, Bernie. Um, but I guess just as you were saying that, like I was just thinking, I, I, in my experience, the view, I think, with retailers, and you have more experience, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that we all maybe had the impression that we could, you know, digitize uh, when we were ready on, the, on the, the brand side or on the retail side. Whereas I think what COVID has taught us is actually, 
well, first of all, thank God you're ahead of the curve. Uh, but secondly, if customers demand it, um, you just have to be ready for them. Like I think that this forced digital transformation in COVID has really just accelerated what clearly you knew, I, I hope I knew, for, for the last 10 years needed to be done. Definitely. And if we put the lens on the COVID uh, thing, digitization is one of the things uh, after COVID, yeah. the same for working at home or working from anywhere. So this is the other big piece uh, which was brought up by COVID and it won't disappear. And everyone saw, if you are not ready to yeah. interact and connect with your customer over all channels and, and the digital channels, they were the only ones uh, in a lockdown phase which were possible, uh, you are out of the market. And, uh, and we saw that a couple of companies, they are struggling, they struggle. And uh, unfortunately, they will struggle in the next uh, one, two, three years uh, because it's not yeah. over yet. And if you miss the train, it's quite yeah. hard to be as fast as you had to be in a crisis or in a pandemic, uh, which we just saw, uh, because to implement all the systems in a new way, if, if everyone is not yeah. in the office. It's a total it's, different it's situation. Very hard or nearly impossible uh, because the other guys in the market, they are much faster and they are much more connected to the customers. And if you lose the customer, then yeah. um, it's quite hard to regain. Absolutely. I think what we definitely learned that reach and communication has never been more important than in, in a pandemic. Yeah. So connecting with customers, interacting, sending them personalized yeah. offers, tailored to their needs, that's even more important in times like these. And I think for, for the teams and for having still a motivated and uh, going forward team in place, you need to increase your communication frequency dramatically. And that, that's what we did. So I'm much more in touch than I used to be before the pandemic as everyone was flying around and uh, having some calls. But today we are we are yeah. connecting every day with our teams. We have a lot of town halls, much more information, much yeah. more transparency, because that's what people need if they're alone uh, in in their home office. Uh, I think that's that's international because that's the same for the, the guys in India and and the yeah. same for the guys in Mexico. And everyone is seeking for direction. Everyone is seeking for future visions, ideas, yeah. and everyone is seeking for stability. Yeah, We yeah. are a team, even if we don't see each other. And I think that was one of the major yeah. success factors, at least in our company. Amazing. And can I ask you just about communications, Bernie? Because I often think actually for loyalty programs, it's probably the next big opportunity. And as you know, clearly I'm very passionate about, you know, voice and audio because I feel this, you know, is a really nice way to connect with people that you would never communicate with before. So so it's different in obviously in my industry. But uh, you're still doing, as I understand, printed mailers as well as your digital communication. Am I right? Uh, you're completely right. It's a very good question, Paula, because um, if you would have asked me, whatever, six years ago, uh, yeah. I would have said, yeah, maybe in two years, maybe in one year, maybe in three years, we won't have any paper mailing. That will disappear. Yeah. Yeah. On the other hand side, what we saw, um, so we are not here to educate customers. Uh, we are the democratic system. And we said, whatever our customers ask for, yeah. they should have the possibility. Okay. And today we see not everyone is a digital native. Um, so our customer base is very, very broad. Yeah. And it would be wrong to say, okay, people who are whatever, 50 plus, uh, 60 plus, they only like paper because they know that. 
And, and yeah. the younger guys, they only like the digital communication stuff. That's that's wrong. So I'm not into those into those let's say buckets. Uh, but mm. there are still yeah. uh, a lot of people which really value the haptic. Yeah. They really value to have a, a paper mailing there sure. to yeah. open it, and they use it. And we see people who are using digital coupons and paper coupons. They have much more interaction with us than any other guys. And so that's the reason, uh, and we ask our customers, uh, yeah. and, and 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 they said, and at least the group said that yeah. there are some which which are saying, "Oh, I go away with this paper stuff. It's not environmental friendly. Uh, I don't need it. It's not easy. So I'm completely digital." Clear, they should have only the digital communications. But there are there are others. They say, "I like it and I value." And and as long as we have those customers, we said we provide. Um, a, a paper communication or paper couponing yeah. because that's 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 very important uh, same for our redemption channels uh, we said we have to have a broad set of redemption channels to redeem your points you should do it you can donate you can collect miles with it you can pay uh, in the point of sales you can use the reward store whatever you like to yeah. but I don't tell you what to do customers should tell us what they like to do mm. and that's the difference and by saying that um Yes, we are still having paper coupons. Okay. We try to reduce the environment footprint as good as it can be. From that standpoint, I would say we don't need it. From the customer standpoint, as long as they are asking for it, they should have it. Yeah, but I do agree with you, Bernie. You know, sometimes it's just really nice to get some personal mail, actually. Um, it's not something in this part of the world that we really have too much. Um, but certainly when I'm back in Ireland, it's, you know, it's lovely. It's where things that are special come in. Whereas I think before, I think there was a phase where everything that came by post was maybe just the bills. Whereas now for me, all my bills are digital. So that's probably less appealing. But it, if it is something aspirational, um, and I know you cross all of the different verticals um, you know, in all of the countries that you're operating. So, so I think that's incredible because like you, if you'd have asked me 10 years ago, will we still be doing postal mailings? I would probably have guessed no. So I'm really impressed you still have them. Yeah. And as I said, um, I think we will have them next year as okay. well. Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. So, and it's interesting if you look at other developments. So uh, you have 50% of, uh, of, of your friends or, or of, of people you know, they would say, I love my Kindle. I only like to read books with yes, my Kindle. Exactly. And the other 50%, they, like, they say, I need to have the book in my hand. And why you should tell somebody on on the left or the right hand side, you have to do it the other way around yeah. if you like it. Yeah. Why? That's not my way how I see customers. Love it. Love it. So, so during COVID then, Bernie, what would you say, like, what have you seen in terms of changing customer behaviors? Because you have so much access to all of your, your partners and, you know, obviously the merchants and then directly with customers. So, so what kind of um, changes have you seen emerging in the last year or so? Yeah, the time will tell us uh, if uh, the changes are sustainable or not. But let's say people had to do or had to act as they did uh, because uh, they haven't had much possibilities. What we saw, and, and this was very helpful for us because this is the base of our program. Um, on one hand side, our high frequency partner, because even in a lockdown, food retail was open. Uh, sure, people were not driving too much around. Uh, so this was uh, quite harmful for or painful for our for our gas station sure. partners, so BP and and Exxon okay. in Italy. The drugstores were open and very important uh, as a supplier. Sure. Uh, there were curves at the very beginning of the lockdown. 
They had uh, sometimes 30 to 40 percent plus compared to the last year. Then it went down because uh, if if you bought uh, 20 packages <laughs> of toilet paper, uh, then you're done for you're the moment. Sorted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're sorted. Yeah. So they were quite happy. The winner in the point of sale uh, industry is clear the pet suppliers. It's a very yeah. important and big partner across all countries of us. And I have the feeling that everyone bought a dog or a cat during those days. Totally, uh, totally. Because they had a they had a phenomenal year. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for the digital guys, um, I always said the lockdown is like a like an advertisement campaign for Amazon. Uh, sure. So the digital partnerships uh, in areas where point of sales were closed, uh, they were clearly the winner. On the other hand side, if you look at the travel industry where we have uh, with Booking and Expedia, uh, for example, fantastic partners, sure, uh, with 80 or 90% less than 2019, this was uh, this was not a winner industry, even having a digital partnership there. And uh, fashion industry was affected quite hard as well because, okay. let's say, uh, sitting at home, nobody had to have the newest fancy dress. Uh, or not, not nobody, but not too many people, let's put it that way. So this is the second group uh, where, where I would say uh, that those were the winners. Um, we are having a Zoom okay. call today and <laughs> Zoom was a winner, a key yeah. winner as well. And thirdly, uh, then you have the point of sales and, and the, the industries uh, which are high street, and they are suffering badly, uh, totally. especially, and that's that's yeah. what we discussed before, if they haven't had a strong uh, digital presence uh, and they weren't ready. And 50% were, were doing quite okay. Uh, for example, Thalia, mm. a partner in Germany, uh, they had better growth rates than Amazon, uh, especially in the books, uh, in the book area. So, mm. so they, did a, they did a fantastic job. And others, um, they stepped out of the coalition because they are not too powerful in the market anymore. Let's put it nicely. Okay. Okay. But I know your own e-commerce marketplace also boomed as well in general. Am I right? Our e-commerce marketplace, uh, if we wouldn't have done so, we we would have been in trouble last year. And so I'm very happy that we prepared ourselves for that. Uh, and uh, this was clearly part, even 2019, of our strategy to have much more digital partnerships because that's part of the future. And I say de- definitely part mm-hmm. because the other ones are as important as I just said. And our part of our DNA is yeah. that we said, yeah. for us, the most important innovation, or it's, it's not an innovation anymore, but let's say... Um, strategic instrument uh, is, is our app. Uh, and by, by saying that our app is digitizing the point of sale, so connecting the digital world and the point of sale, so the offline world, uh, yeah. because there you have everything together. And on yeah. the other side, hand side, it helped us dramatically to connect with our customers uh, or, or better to connect our customers with our digital partnerships and our marketplace. Yeah. So that's, and- that's our ecosystem, which is, let's say, at the core of, of what we are doing today. Yeah. And and I love that whole concept around, I think it's called O2O in the retail sector. So online to offline or offline to online. I'm not sure which one comes first, but, you know, um, in fact, I remember, uh, I think it was a US loyalty program saying exactly this. It's customers are not online or offline. Uh, and they used, uh, they created a world called non-line, N-O-N, line. And I think that's what you're doing. You have the touch points at the point of sale. You have your app now. So wherever the customer has happens to be you've got the relationship it's funny paula because uh, so so you're mentioning this o2o or so it's on the other way around and there were there were a lot of books and and, and stuff around that i don't believe <laughs> it is customers are doing what they what, what they like it's not 
one customer is informing himself online Distinction. and he's going shopping okay. offline. So yeah. they are doing whatever, whatever it is. Uh, yeah. Former times we had the military, uh, so so where where we said so. Okay, okay. these guys, those, those are discount <laughs> customers. Those yeah. guys are the premium customers. They are. The, that's not true. That's not our world. Uh, the, the world is you. You shop in the discounter, then you go to Dior. So you can't put customers yeah. in brackets. Yeah. Uh, that's you just be, it has to have to be there where the customers are today. And you, yes. have, you have to provide value for them wherever they are. And if you do so, then I think you have a good chance to be ahead of the curve. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. you just have to be everywhere. You're totally right. And just for listeners, Bernie, I did see one of your fabulous statistics. Another one, um, I believe you're the third top shopping app in Germany with about 10 million users at this stage. Yeah, as you, as you just said, the app is the core of what we are doing. Going back to what we just said, it's connecting yeah. everything. And everyone has this mobile or whatever it will be in five years. Uh, but the, for, for the moment being, it's yeah. the mobile. You have it you yeah. have it with you. And that's the place where you can demonstrate the mm. magic, if you have magic. It's not about, and, and if you if you look at the first uh, stages yes. of, of Facebook, for example, where a lot of companies went to India and bought a lot of customers. So it's not about downloads. Wow. I, I couldn't care less about the download of my yeah. app. The usage of the app is interesting. So you have to bring customers into your app uh, on a regular basis uh, because you are providing value with the app if they open it. If not, you will be gone okay. on which device uh, they ever download. So like the number it. of 10 million active customers is, is for us very important. And if you, if you make yeah. the drop down, we are having over 6.5 million a month uh, active. And I think that's, that's an mm. impressive number. And that's something... Where, where we focus on, because for us, the app, my, my favorite picture for it is, a, is it should be a Swiss knife. Brilliant. So okay. you have yeah. to add always new innovations. We started informing our customers. Then we had our couponing on a one-to-one base. Uh, and, and then we had <laughs> Celebrated a couple for of sure. innovations yeah. in the app. So for example, Payback wow. Pay. We were the first ones that were at mobile payment in Germany. Um, so we are quite... Uh, proud of that and today of course and, yeah uh, i'm sure in three years I, I i i can't state that anymore so i have to state it today today we are in germany still bigger than apple pay okay and so and we saw it through, through the pandemic how important is the, the contactless okay. idea uh, so going further and that's the newest innovation uh, which which we just brought uh, into um, into our app thing which is called payback go um, and uh, Payback Go uh, means uh, to take in consideration uh, the localization piece. Payback Go is changing content, it's changing couponing, it's changing uh, color even, wherever you go and enter which, uh, which store. So if you go to Tesco, you have the colors and the content of Tesco. You step out of Tesco, you go to, uh, to Boots, uh, and then you have the colors and the contents of Boots uh, wow. in the Payback app. That's and amazing. I think that's excellent um, to, to really be part of the whole customer journey and to demonstrate value wherever they are. If you are at home, probably you like to see where, I, where can I redeem, yeah. uh, how can I shop online, uh, what's the, the newest stuff, uh, or to be prepared for your next trip. If you are in the city, you like to have the content and the value of the shops where okay. you are right now. 
And, and that's the base idea. I think it's quite unique uh, and uh, fantastic innovation. Yeah. which started in Germany. We just started in Poland and we are in the middle of rolling it out uh, to all other countries. Nice. And I think that's that's a that's the next step, which yeah. is even more personalized, even more on a one-to-one base. And yeah. taking in consideration, and that's important for us because we are B2C and B2B company. Totally. Taking in consideration that yeah. every partner of us would yeah. like to see his value and his brand uh, by uh, interacting with the customer. Sure. That's the newest baby, which I'm quite proud of. Oh, my goodness, Bernie, you should be, because as you were explaining that, I was just thinking all of the historical transactional data that we all have is based on a totally different lifestyle. Perhaps, you know, my coffee when I was on my way to the office. So, you know, all of the the favorites or the behaviors are completely irrelevant. So if instead you're able to to locate based on where I currently am, perhaps working at home, it's it's relevant to today depending on what i'm doing today yeah definitely that's uh, so, so, so it, it's it's truly let's say real time yeah <laughs> and, yeah and, uh, as it should the, be the more uh, digital the world is uh, the more real time is important for customers because they don't want to think about tomorrow they are here and they are yeah. now and they yeah. would like to have it here and yeah. now Absolutely. So with all of these uh, innovations and, uh, and uh, an incredible 20 year history already, Bernie, what would you say, like, what are you struggling with or what, uh, what problems do you think that you're still trying to address? Good question. Two main things. Uh, sure, the pandemic was and is still one of the biggest challenges uh, which we are having in terms of colleagues, uh, in terms of interaction with the customers, in terms of helping our big uh, or smaller uh, partners. Uh, such a face it's it's a huge chance on the other hand side okay. to demonstrate that you are a true partner and true strategic partner uh, if you are there for your b2b and b2c customers i truly believe that there's a value in a face-to-face communication especially if it comes to innovation to creativity to processes which uh, which are run and so this is this is for our company one of the biggest challenges in the market or strategic wise I would say what I what I stated uh, uh, at the very beginning, uh, where I said we have to be a product and tech company to ramp that up and uh, to change to, to to have the change process from a sales marketing company to a product and tech company, and not losing your original DNA uh, and to bring everything together and to really provide additional value for for companies yeah. which are today or which are having the possibility today to do a lot by themselves uh, so you have to be always a little bit better uh, or try to, uh, better is maybe the wrong word mm-hmm. you have to play on your strengths a little bit more let's put it that way uh, which is the reach which are tools which we can build for payback and display to all our partnerships and by saying that to bring together the ecosystems uh, was one of our biggest discussion over the course of the last two years because people and companies they tend to fight for what they are having and if we would do so we would lose what we are having today in five years Um, and uh, so we had to change and to cut off things and to cut off security and to cut off revenue streams as well Uh, knowing that you have to cut them now in order to be successful in five years, 
that's something which is, let's say, if you read a strategy book, is crystal clear. Yeah, sure, you have to do it. But if you do it, and if you know by doing this, you lose yeah. whatever, uh, a fair portion of your refs today, and you, you, you have the hope mm. for the future that it will come back even better, mm. but you have to do it now. If not, you are out of business. But the moment to, to decide to really change the whole business model and the whole model which was successful for yeah. 18 years or 20 years or whatever. Yeah. That's not too easy. We had two years of hard discussions before we had the, the big move uh, where we are today and where we said, it's cool that everyone is having his own app and is interacting mm -hmm. with the customers. And let's think about how we can bring everything together and be even more powerful mm -hmm. in the future for our customers. And if we are powerful for our customers, yeah. we will be powerful for ourselves. And this was probably for me and for our company, the biggest challenge over the course of the last two years. My goodness, my goodness. And uh, I guess part of that whole, you know, startup to, to success story is really the importance that you talked about actually at the very beginning, Bernie. So you being an incredibly loyal uh, employee to the company and keeping your own uh, team, uh, it sounds like incredibly loyal as well. So so I wanted to congratulate you on that. What, what would you um, attribute your success to in terms of keeping a team in such a competitive country as Germany? I think... This uh, my way or highway thoughts from a CEO is not the, the road to success anymore. Let's put it that way. Uh, so I believe incredibly uh, in teamwork and in teams. And uh, if you really believe and if you live that value, you can't be successful focusing on one leader. So that's that's not the future. The future is being flexible, bringing together teams uh, having yeah, yeah. always different teams together because you are tackling always new challenges. And so you won't be successful in the future and today if you say, that's my structure yeah. and this is the structure for tomorrow and this yeah. is the structure, how it works. That's not the way excellent people would like to work today. Um, and yeah. I'm, I'm truly convinced that it's, it's, it's a two-way street. Totally. So a company has to think about what's important for people to stay or to come to a company. On the other hand side, sure, the colleagues or the employees, however you like to call it, they have on the other hand side the, the duty to, to bring the same mindset at the table. And uh, I, think, um, I think that we found a quite good balance um, how we try to motivate by projects, by ideas, uh, by transparency, by giving a clear way forward, sure. what we think, what's the strategy, what's the future, what are our numbers? So we are we are a company which is very transparent, um, apart from what, what I can't say being in a corporation like Amex, but, but uh, uh, talking about our numbers, we are very transparent with our colleagues. Wow. We are very open <laughs> for discussions. Um, I've just recently had a town hall yeah. And I had in the hour after the town hall, I had 56 questions. That's a lot. I'm very happy about yeah. that because it shows that people, they don't have to fear to yeah. ask whatever they think and whatever they yeah. have in mind. And that means that we are an interactive yeah. company. And I think uh, for, for young, talented yeah. people uh, to have the possibility to bring in their ideas yeah. and to fulfill 
new things, new cool stuff. On the other hand side, sure, you have to get your base right, but I, I think it's it's very important for, for young, talented colleagues to, to be part of the decision is very yeah. important for people which are more experienced and would like to be uh, to be heard and seen and have the possibility to yeah. be part of the change process. And I think yeah. that's something which we are doing quite okay. Mm. Well, I mean, 56 questions. I mean, that... Uh... <laughs> You must have been exhausted after that whole town hall. But um, as you said, it shows that uh, they feel comfortable and that they are happy to to be able to ask. And I always think for me, I just want to know that I'm making a difference in the job that I do. You know, like we're all showing up to work every single day um, and we want to keep good talent. So um, so to have that like openness and uh, to keep them loyal to you and ultimately the whole company benefits because obviously then the product can develop with the insights of a different demographic because as you said there's plenty of mature people around the table there's usually plenty of gray hair and stuff but you know get the energy and dynamism of a, of a young team is extraordinary yeah it's uh, exactly to the point what you are saying Paula and uh, and uh, so one maybe one more thing what we always said we don't value this sure we value if somebody is 50 years in the company but uh, if we talk about careers that's not the point it, about uh, your talent to, to fulfill a role, to, to fulfill a, a task or whatever has to be discussed. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so for us, uh, if we talk about salaries uh, or, or position increase or stuff like that, yeah. it's it's never uh, for us a KPI, how long are you in the company or <laughs> after three years, you have to make the next step. No, why? Maybe after no. two months, if you are excellent. I think you have to be flexible totally. uh, and, and people love flexibility if they have a stable base. Perfect. Well, listen, on that note, Bernie, um, I've asked all of the questions I've been dying to uh, to ask you in terms of the, the payback business. Is there anything else you wanted to mention before we wrap up? Yeah, I have to. <laughs> Please. Um, for us as a company, and uh, and this is uh, something, I, we talked a lot about change processes and the future for us as a company. And yeah. I can't... Uh, uh, have an interview of one hour or a discussion <laughs> of one hour without mentioning it. For us as a company, it's not only looking at the most or, or the best people, sure. Um, it, it's always very important for us to have diverse and inclusive teams. And uh, that's something I would really like to mention. Super. Uh, so Super. if somebody listening to our podcast, yeah. uh, we are very open to that. Uh, for us, it's very important. It's not only... A uh, social reason that you have to, to talk about this. Okay. It's an economic reason. So we have 60% women uh, in our customer base. Um, and I think there's a huge value if teams are diverse. Yeah. Uh, because then you have new ideas uh, if they are open to speak out, what we just discussed. And then you can produce the best ideas. Uh, and so for us as a company uh, going forward, I think it's a main competitive factor. If, if you only look from an economic reason, yes. it's a main competitive factor, having yes. good products and having excellent people and uh, being part of the talent pipeline uh, to really embrace the inclusion and the diversity. And this is something yeah. which I'm leading personally uh, because that's something which is really important for me. 
Well, I think that's a lovely point, Bernie, because I think you're right. A lot of people talk about diversity and inclusion as a strategy or as an intention. But uh, you're right. The commercial reality is we need to be representative of our customer base. Yeah. So to have that uh, strategy for your own team, I think you're right, will absolutely be a competitive advantage. Yeah. If you just look at that, Munich, uh, so yeah. we are in an environment where we have Google, Amazon, Microsoft, that they are all in Munich. Wow. So it's really hard to keep your talented people uh, if they come with big checks. <laughs> so <laughs> you have to be Oh, my goodness. Well, listen, I, I can hear you're doing a fantastic job, Bernie, um, you know, just from a consumer perspective as a leader. Um, so I'm really thrilled to have had some insight into your program. I really hope we can stay in touch and maybe do another show, maybe d further down the track, uh, maybe when uh, the whole pandemic is behind us. Uh, but for now, I just want to say Bernie Brugger, uh, CEO of the Global Loyalty Coalition Payback. Thank you so much from Let's Talk Loyalty. Thank you so much, Paul. That was a fantastic, great pleasure uh, to, to discuss and speak with you and uh, looking forward to, to connect soon. This show is sponsored by The Wise Marketeer, the world's most popular source of loyalty marketing news, insights and research. The Wise Marketeer also offers loyalty marketing training through its Loyalty Academy, which has already certified over 170 executives in 20 countries as certified loyalty marketing professionals. For more information, check out thewisemarketeer.com and loyaltyacademy.org. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like me to send you the latest show each week, simply sign up for the show newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and I'll send you the latest episode to your inbox every Thursday. Or just head to your favorite podcast platform, find Let's Talk Loyalty and subscribe. Of course, I'd love your feedback and reviews and thanks again for supporting the show.